Hello, welcome to Currently Trending, Harper's Bazaar Arabia's weekly podcast. I'm Millie Midwood, the Deputy Digital Editor. And I'm Elizabeth, the Social Media Manager. In this series, we'll be interviewing some of the region's most prolific shapeshifters, chatting to the new generation of Arab women and finding out what makes the world of fashion, beauty and celebrity in the Middle East tick. Hello, welcome back to Currently Trending. I'm Millie Midwood, the Deputy Digital Editor here at Harper's. And today I'm so excited. This is probably going to be one of my favorite podcasts to date. I'm joined by two amazing kind of pioneers and advocates in um, this particular field. So I can't wait to pick their brains. I'm joined by Dima Ayad, Dubai-based fashion designer, consultant, woman who wears many hats. Hello. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. And I know that you know how much I've really wanted to speak about positivity. So I'm so glad that we're both introducing the incredible Candice Hafein, who I'm thrilled to know and work with and nice. speak to for the last few days. Literally, it's been a joyride. Well, you stole my intro oh, there, I'm but sorry. we're also joined by the most amazing model, Candice Hafein and face of Eleven Honoré. Oh, well, thank you. It is a pleasure to be here, to be in the studio, to be in Dubai. I'm just really honored. So yeah, what you. have you been up to in Dubai? Well, with this, you know, multi-hat wearer <laughs> over here has kept me very busy, but um, in the best of ways. So I've actually done quite a lot and seen quite a lot. But um, yesterday was our uh, big Eleven Honoré shoot. We were out in the desert, um, saw old Dubai. Uh, there's just t- tons of things, tons of things. I definitely haven't been um, sheltered in any way, which is really exciting. Is it your first time here? It is, yes. Okay, yeah. lots to see. I know. Mm. No, we just hit the ground running, which is amazing. So tell me about Eleven Honoré. What is the brand? What does it stand for? Mm. <laughs> you going? I'm going? You're going. So Eleven Honoré is an... E-retailer, an e-tailer. They say e-tailer now, don't they? Um, Caring designer fashion, sizes 10 and above, Um, which if you are a size 10 and above, (laughs) you know, is never been done before. It's extremely rare. Um, I've known Patrick Kearney, the CEO, since before the brand's inception, and I remember him telling me about what was about to go down, what was about to launch, thinking that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Like that's the thing I've always been wishing for as a consumer, as a curvy woman, as someone who loves fashion. And I couldn't believe that it was about to actually happen. Like I was going to have a devoted website. I could go and shop the designers that I love, that I flip through magazines and see the advertisements for, that I used to just buy the purses of because the clothes didn't fit and that was all about to change. So in a nutshell, Levin Honoré, I would say, is a complete game changer in the fashion industry. It just completely um, flipped everything we currently or, or previously had known or seen in a designer luxury space and flipped it upside down. And I um, stalked them. I found them <laughs> through like random uh, things that were going on online that there was something coming up with this. And so I emailed constantly. I messaged on Instagram. I went through every single loophole humanly possible to speak to them and find them and know what they were going to do and have Dima Ayad on 11 Honoré coupled with understanding how we could expand 11 Honoré around the world. And finally, someone is speaking that language. Um, I mean, I started the brand based on that ethos and I really, really am ecstatic that they exist. Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, so they they ship worldwide. They yeah. ship worldwide, mm-hmm. and um, they literally are, you know, opening shop in the Middle East. This is the second time they come to the Middle East mm-hmm. in the last couple of months, and they're really realizing that their woman is in fact global. She is a woman who has curves, loves them, and wants to buy clothes to fit into them. And in our region, you and I both know we have a lot of curves. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That aren't always catered to. Indeed. Um, so what was it about the brand that like really spoke to you? Why is it kind of an important brand for you to work with? Availability that never existed before. I mean, let's just, you know, some designers to name a few, I would say what Christian Siriano, Brandon Maxwell, Monique Lulier, who, who else is on the site? I mean, I'm just, let's name as I many mean, as uh, possible. That wow, exists. Prob- probable. Probable. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the amount of designers that are, creating fashion in extended sizing exclusively for this brand. That's the exciting part because as someone who loves fashion, who, you know, desired to own these pieces and to, you know, to have these special things that was never, I, I grew up in the fashion industry looking at brands from afar, knowing that I could never really get them, which is so twisted because on the same hand, I'm supposed to also represent the whole of like the aspiration of fashion, um, which just wasn't a reality for me. Like, I, yeah, I, I could wear labels if it was the sunglasses, the shoes and the bags. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think the the um, common narrative of a curvy woman is that like she also like she can accessorize the heck out of anything. And she's great at makeup because that is how she really would express herself because the clothes just were not there. So the existence of Eleven Honoré, like what the the most exciting thing is availability now. Mm. Just completely. I'm wearing Christopher Kane today. Amazing. For the first time ever. Ever, Mm. I think. Minus the jacket also from Eleven Honoré, but I'm wearing Christopher Kane. Mm. I'm buying Mara Hoffman. Yes. I'm uh, I'm pulling off an insane Mary Catranza dress in the next coming days, Mm. which I saw you wear the other day and I was like, oh my God, I want that. Yeah. And it's just this never ending wow of a moment where the focus is actually not about, you know, oh, this might fit. It's which one shall I buy? Yeah, which and is suddenly so the rare. conversation has changed. You know, it makes fashion fun, which is what it exists for in the first place, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like we've, for way too long, allowed fashion to dictate our self worth and the way we feel about ourselves and the way we present ourselves to the world. We never fully can leave our front doors, like really expressing the true us, because there's been such limitations. So you just have to settle. Um, make do with what you have, express yourself in another way. And you never really got to sort of play the way everybody else gets to, you know, sometimes people used to ask me, oh, what's your signature style? And it's like, well, I mean, whatever I can really like get together. Like I can't necessarily be, you know, I can't, I can't play around with this like boho trend right now because that no one's making that for me. Mm. I can today though look because this is on Lebanon, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, so it just makes it's doing what fashion is meant to do. And as a curvy woman, like we've let it bring us down mm. in a way, you know, like it can really depress you mm-hmm. and it can really change your whole outlook on yourself because even on the best of days when you're thinking everything is amazing and you're like, wow, I, you know, I'm confident. I am feeling myself like everything's in order. Things are going great. Ooh, look at the, I'm successful. I'm powerful. And then you go get dressed or not because there's nothing there. And then suddenly you're set back instantly and you start to second guess and you're like, oh, actually 
there is something wrong with my body, isn't there? I knew it. I knew it all along. Mm-hmm. And he's just back to square one again, based all on the availability of a dress. And so when you have that, when you can play around with that and really like spread your wings, that's the exciting part. Like that's the rare missing piece in really who this woman is and now now who she can become truly why do you think it's taken so long for brands to kind of recognize this and get to this point i think um um, there's a lot of factors. yeah there are a lot of factors but i the, the one major one i think is that everybody um you know has a hard time to get out of their comfort zone and when things are hard people steer away from them it. they just yeah. don't do it because What's an additional couple of sizes over and above what you already carry when you really think about it? Mm. It's not that big a deal. And you've just been so used to doing it the same old way. It's almost like saying, you know, when people before were like, why do we do uh, fall winter? And then you you have it delivered in August. And then, then you've got the see now, buy now, whether or not it's materializing or moving forward. The reality of nobody thinking about it before is just because people are so used to the way everything has been done before. So no one's just, there's no aha moment. And then suddenly with 11 Honoré, you have 85 brands already taking part in this. Just be like, why hasn't everyone thought about that? And yeah. then there's that wake up call coupled with societal thought processes of what a woman should look like or what modeling should look like or how you should be like. Um, that added a lot of value or a lot of weight to why no one even thought about that before. Yeah, it got things moving really quickly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just fashion as ahead of the pulse as we always are in the way that, you know, you fashion obviously is the dictator of trends and um, colored trend, color of the year. You know, there's a lot just like in that scene from Devil Wears Prada where she's talking about the blue. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot that we're in control of. But on the flip side of that is that we're also really set in our ways. And so, you know, just to be uh, very positive about the whole thing, it's that like, I think it nothing changed because that's like, breaking a habit it's like if things are things are working here we're on this path we're in our little bubble unless someone comes and like breaks the ceiling through and is like well what about this Mm. you're just going to stay on the track right and then immediately when you are let into this new possibility and this new world of extending your size range and and being acquainted with this woman and who she is and the light bulb goes off and you're like oh my gosh of course I want to be a part of this which is why so many designers are a part of it instantly Mm -hmm. like almost 90 designers on the website like I would have never imagined that would come so fast I won't say easy I don't think it came very easy but I won't I it's just proof that like it's not that they don't want to serve this customer I think it's just there was blinders on maybe Mm -hmm. and it just took a little shaking up it took also some tools and educating and resources to understanding who she is but being a designer as well I can tell you even though I have I do I've catered for all these shapes and sizes from the get-go when my brand started it's actually the stores who don't even buy the, the size so suddenly you find yourself like not even thinking of that woman anymore because that size isn't being bought even mm-hmm. though the the brand is ready right. to provide it. Right. This is the first thing. And that's I, such an interesting yeah. reality. Yeah. That's so true that I hear a lot in New yeah. York as well is that like there's been designers whom we didn't even know about who made those sizes all along but 
no no store was buying them. Yeah, and so then back to square yeah, one. and and also the the other part is it, the very interesting phenomenon is every time there is an XL, and I will challenge this because it's on a daily basis. You get on all the luxury e-com sites. It's the first size that goes because the depth of it is so small. So then mm-hmm. that's the first one that's gone, and then there aren't anymore. So yeah. you end up like hunting to try and find that size, and it doesn't exist. Is because the buy or the depth of the buy within that is small. But then on the on the, the the opposite response from them would be because nobody is buying it, and my response is actually you didn't put you didn't, enough out. Yeah, you didn't put <laughs> enough out. She and, wants to. Yeah, and you don't tell people that you carry the size. But if you did, we're the first people yeah. to go because there's nowhere else to go and um, we're the most loyal of all the customers actually is wherever we find sizes we stick Mm. and then you tell everyone too everyone and we share there's no hoarding in this world yeah it's like oh my gosh girl look what I have Mm. go immediately like it fits if it's amazing it has pockets (laughs) (laughs) oh I dress with pockets Pockets. you can't go wrong (laughs) so Candice let's take it back to the beginning when did you start decide you wanted to be a model? Why did you decide you want to be a model? I always wanted to be a model. Um, there was no plan B. Like I wasn't going to be a veterinarian if it didn't work out or anything like that. I just had this dream in my mind always. And as a supplement or a starter, I guess, to that, I did pageants oh, really? in my hometown. Yeah. And I actually thought that the pageant stage was where I was going to get my big break and that someone would discover me there and then put me on the cover of a magazine because mm-hmm. that's really what my end goal was. And I didn't realize that they're two different worlds. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fashion industry mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily going to find me um, on the stage at the Miss Baltimore pageant. <laughs> um, so uh, someone in the audience actually did whisper to my mom and was like, you should send her to New York. And she's like, for what? Like, what what do we do there? And then they're like, you should go see modeling agencies. So we hit the ground running and um, took a few, like, really hilarious, which I wish I could find, photos to take up to New York and, like, go get the contract that I thought was mine. Mm. Um, Only to be hit with a really harsh reality that my body didn't have a place in the fashion industry, which was completely unbeknownst to me. And, I mean, I was 15 years old and I was a size 6. And I was like, ready to be a model. And they were like, not at that size, you're not. So that is the first time I really realized that I was other than, I guess, even though I had been living a really like positive, healthy, confident life. It wasn't until I stepped in the fashion industry that I was labeled instantly. And it's a label I lived with to this day that I maybe if I wasn't in this industry would never have actually called myself um, because my, so I could, going back, I mean, I was offered a contract if I lost 20 pounds or I was offered a contract as a plus model from another agency. And I knew that the first option of losing the weight was not a realistic option for me and it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have been attained the right way. There was something in me that at least was like mm-hmm. very aware of that at the why, time. Why didn't you? Because so many models, because I'm I sure. Because I knew have- I couldn't. I knew I couldn't naturally. 100. I just knew I couldn't. I mean, I was already, I was 15 years old. Mm. I was 5'10". I was a cheerleader. I was active. I was healthy, tall. Like, what more did you want from me? Mm. And I'm so, so grateful for that awareness at the time, because I know that's not the story of a lot of women. Yeah. A lot of young girls. And I hope that hearing my beginning is helpful in some way. And I think especially now, if you're a new model coming up nowadays, I I hope behind the scenes there's a lot more um, 
freedom and acceptance of bodies and that that same proposition is not offered to girls and that they're more accepted as they are um, because you, you can't do that to a 15-year-old girl. Um, what do you think about the term plus size? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I often I'm asked this question. I feel like I answer it differently each time. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It never has bothered me. Mm. Look, that word is the one word that made it so I could start my dream. I could live my dream. I could start the career that I always wanted. If it weren't for that term and it weren't for that sector of the industry, I might not be here today, to be honest. Um, do I think its existence continuously limits us? Absolutely. Um, that has been led with, or that has been met with some um, backlash because women think that I'm disowning the pride of being plus or being curvy, which oh, is not the case whatsoever. There's a, there's a lot of women who love the word plus. It's mm. really identify, they, they really identify with it and it is who they are. And I don't think there's anything wrong with the word plus. I just think its existence is limiting in the fashion industry. I think as long as it exists here, we're always going to be separate and seen as such. And so the way that she's able to shop is separate and the way that uh, she's shown even in a headline is separate. Um, the way that she is, just everything is, you know, the way that she shops online with a different tab or whatever the case may be, because it's there, it's just a separation. And I don't think anyone else leads with any body specific label while introducing themselves. So it's just, it's just an interesting little four letter word that has followed me for 18 years mm. that I, I don't mind. I just, for what it is that I want to accomplish within the industry, I think that it is, uh, just creates a division mm. that I don't, that I'm working to push past. And so long as it exists, it's really hard to break through. And Dima, why is body positivity and size inclusivity important to you? You said that you were you've been designing like that since the beginning, but I feel like it's only really been a topic of conversation that's kind of really come to the forefront of the industry in the last few years. So I, I think I, I started this way too early in the game where everybody <laughs> would see me being like, what are you talking about? Oh, so you're a, you're, you're a brand for bigger sizes. And I would always say, no, I'm not. I'm a brand from a size Never zero to 24. Being ahead of the game. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> right? Um, but, you know, the, one of the core reasons why um, I, I really believe in it is that you've been told all your life, like when you do a hello or a greeting, 90% of the time, oh, my God, in Arabic, they say halieni means you're prettier or dafani, which means you've lost weight. And that's a compliment every single time. So it's yeah. always about your body compl being complimenting you or how you look in terms of your appearance. And you know, the, the, the you as is campaign that I've launched recently is, is really just to basically tell people that as you are right now in the moment for however long, whatever phase you're going through, whether you've just given birth, whether you've just run a marathon and you're happy about it, whether you still have goals to achieve as you are right now, you are enough. And so the, the, the most important part to think of, and that goes down to teenagers, to your point, Candace, it goes down to 
absolutely everybody is we always think as we are now we're not good enough that we need to strive for something else and that stems from the lack of having a a very good relationship with yourself in terms of saying okay you feel good as you are right now and all I'm saying is with that messaging is body positivity is feeling good about yourself right now in the moment and if you do want to improve do it and if you do want to change go for it no one is stopping that but in the moment you can't also be negative Mm -hmm. and so body positivity comes in with the reinforcement to say you're great now Mm. and 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 size inclusivity well that's been my problem since I was a kid I've always been bigger I've never been smaller um and I'm a meter 80 or 511 I've never had anything to fit me and on you know my best friend's 30th on my 30th birthday I had to go shopping for fashion I didn't find anything so I made my own clothes And then one time I got stuck on, um, I was telling the story this morning, is that I got stuck on an island in Mykonos and my luggage never arrived and I was a bridesmaid and I had nothing to wear on the island. And I left. I didn't go to the the (gasps) event. There was absolutely nothing. And and it just just Major. you know mm-hmm. nobody would understand like a, it if they didn't live call. it yeah. yeah I mean and and I lived that and so I said I've had enough of this I don't want anyone to feel like this instead I have women come to me and say I met my husband wearing your dress I you know I felt great in a meeting today because I felt really confident it's kind of a temporary armor fashion when you think about it mm-hmm. when you feel great when you leave the house versus when you don't feel great when you leave the house. Take a story of both of those two and see what happens. Some guy down the street gives you a smile as opposed to if you were walking down the street and you felt like you weren't feeling great. Oh, he looked at me. He probably thinks I'm huge. Suddenly, your whole perception of your entire day changes. Mm -hmm. And then you just realize that, oh, you know, just feel great and let clothes help you do that and let brands, you know, cater for that and and just walk out feeling amazing rather than having such a limited option to buy from. Mm. You should be able to shop and feel good about yourself no matter what because I think it really does stem from sizing when you think about it if Mm. you don't find your size in a store how are you gonna feel zero Mm. yeah (laughs) and not like a size zero yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's not I think that there's um without these recent platforms in which to discuss like the the emotion that comes behind dressing I think that that's another reason why going back to like you know fashion on its straight line with its head down and just doing what they're used to doing I think prior to having these platforms to talk about it it just no one was really aware at the power the these clothes were holding you know it's just like okay well fashion is aspiration and make it be fantasy and she's fabulous and she's gorgeous but not realizing that that exact woman that they're describing could also be a curvy woman. Mm. She was just eliminated always. And I think that without them really knowing like the emotional impact it has or it or the way it dictates your life, um, I think that's the reason why maybe it, it just wasn't on their radar. And when you can have those conversations, conversations and show them that and they do realize a true light bulb does go on and it's a bit like, okay, I'm here now. Let's do this. So it was a long time coming for sure. But I mean, yeah, it can like, it it affects everything. Clothing can affect everything. Mm. I mean, it seems so simple, but it's a huge part of your identity. Mm. And it's a huge part of how you present yourself to the world. Mm-hmm. It speaks for you before you can. And so what are you going to say with it? And you want to be able to lead and look the way that you feel those two should match. Mm. And so there needs to be something in order to do that with. 
And speaking of platforms, social media. Yeah. How do we think? <laughs> we love it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're about to get into a whole yeah, other, yeah. but um, do we think social media has helped or hindered? Does it, ha- does it do both? If so, how? People's perception of body image. I think it helps. I think it totally. helps. I mean, there's all, look, the only hindrance is like, reading a troll's comment here and there. That just depends on how much you want to let it infiltrate your fortress. That is you. Um, I think women are really strong and like over the bullshit. Mm. Um, so that we don't really let them take over anymore. Also like, it's just so funny because I love when a woman fights back too about, you know, there'll always be like some troll that's like, you know, this is just not, this is promoting um, an unhealthy lifestyle. You know, I'm just looking out for your health. And it's like, please don't stay up yeah. at night anymore. <laughs> like, like you can't mask your concern mm. for my health with just like the true reality mm. that you're just being rude. Um, do you deal with a lot of trolls? I will say that I feel very lucky in the people who do follow me. Um, the community that I have around me that supports me have always been lovely. There'll be an occasional something and then I let it roll off my back. But for the most part, like it's been a really incredible, like loving and supportive and tight knit Mm -hmm. community. I'm followed by 75% of women who are in my age range. Mm -hmm. So I know that when I'm speaking, I'm speaking to to, Yeah. It's to like my friends and family, like my sisters. So, um, knowing those analytics, I think, and that's what I felt all along. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that people are coming to my page for the right reasons and not because I showed you a lot of skin, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that either, I guess. But I think that mm. the conversation I'm say. trying to have there is um, is just different. So, you know, then that's, that's the way I like to use my platform. But on a positive level, I think it helps everything. I think it helps brands understand their customer. I think it helps customers create change for the brands that they want to be a part of. I think it's like the, it's just the direct connection to figuring out like who she is and what she wants and how to speak to her. Because now that it does exist, she'll tell you, like if you are not representing her correctly, she'll tell you and you better be listening Mm. because that's what that tool is there for. I mean, that is everything. And then some in terms of, you know, the, the positive angle to, to social media, I would just say the 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 counter to that would be the fact that a lot of what we see isn't real and a lot of what we see in terms of perfection does mm-hmm. not exist. And I do think that Facetune and all of those should mm-hmm. actually be banned only for the sake of, you know, uh, showing a real example of people like Candace really in- reinforces something. And, I, and I'll tell you, you know, I get a boost from them all the time. Mm. Once they they say the right things and they show you things and you just suddenly feel like you have a sense of belonging and existence because they're real. There are many people who don't do it correctly, mm. where they, they, they put a kind of a mask and you have people who follow them religiously thinking that is their life that they should have and they don't have it. And that's the only the only part that I, you know, wish that people would just keep it a bit more real. Well, I feel like you just have to be careful with like trading one ideal of perfection for another. And so like we let magazines show us what was the perfect um, body and beauty and woman for so long that I think if we're not careful, we will allow social media to tell us the same exact thing Mm -hmm. because the the masses are geared towards 
this idea of perfection that lives on social media, which we know is not always real. And even sometimes those women tell you that it's not real. They'll be like, mm-hmm. this is not my real life. Like, but this is my job and this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it can become dangerous if we're not, if that's also not very diverse and very honest and mm-hmm. clear, because you'll just trade out like, you know, this perfect model body in a magazine from the nineties for like the, some perfect, model body that you scroll through every day, but that's also a choice. And so, you know, you have to be really careful of, you need to be mindful of what you're consuming because there's a lot of options on social media for you, which I think is the really cool thing. Um, I also think one of the really cool things that has helped the size inclusivity moment, body positivity, um, is that you actually don't have to wait for a publication or a brand to use a different kind of, uh, body or woman, um, in order to say like, Oh my gosh, that makes me feel good. Cause that looks like me. Mm. You can actually seek her out and find her. And I also yeah. think it just fast tracks the proof of what we've always been trying to, uh, express anyway in show showing the industry that we are trendy and we are fashionable and we don't want to hide and we love our bodies and we're confident and we're cool and we're chic and we're all these things. And instead of just telling them and hoping they'll take a chance on you and that they'll get it, you can just show them. And it's just the easiest way to sort of prove who you are. And I think that that wakes brands up too, because then they're like, look at all these fabulous women that I see on social Mm. media and like, look at this community around them. And it's just a place that I want to be a part of. Mm. And so I think that's been really helpful. I mean, yeah, I definitely think Facetune has kind of perpetuated this idea that you always have to sort of make yourself a bit skinnier in the picture and you have to smooth over your face. And I just like, I mean, people have said to me before when I've gone and, and shot with them, they're like, oh, it's fine. You can just Facetune yourself and make and make yourself a bit skinnier here. And I'm like, but why? Like, yeah. what exactly is it going to do for my life if I look skinnier in a picture on Instagram? Like, I saw something on TV uh, where it was the, uh, like kids, not kids, but just like young teenagers, young adults going to get, it was like um, sort of an expose on now this new craze is they go to the plastics. You used to go to the plastic surgeon, I guess, and say like, oh, I want like lips like whatever celebrity mm-hmm. now they're going and they want to look in person like they do in their face tune photo so oh they'll show and they'll say i want i want to look like this exactly so it's them now that yeah. they're idolizing but it's like a warped version of them that's bizarre it's all crazy it's all crazy but i'm all for i'm all for great lighting by the way and yeah, i'm all yeah. for i'm all for the yeah. right angle just so we're clear yeah i know it's trying to be ugly here it's just the mere fact of Represent the truth yeah. and make people people feel good as mm-hmm. they are is is something that I, you know, I really, really believe in. And I think hopefully many of us do as well. And we're mm-hmm. on the right track to make that happen. I mean, you guys recently had a raw uh, cover with um, mm-hmm. Maya, Maya Diab, Diab with no makeup. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the first of its kind in such a long time. I mean, oh, I, I really salute you for that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And she's someone that's known for loving her false lashes Correct. and her contour. Yeah. Um, and she was really up to for doing it as well. And I think that she looked beautiful. Yeah. It kind of speaks to the whole movement of people just wanting to be a bit more authentic now. Yeah. So do you think overall we are kind of heading in a positive direction with all this? Do you think we still have a long way to go or do you think it's going to kind of start picking up and brands are going to be a lot more inclusive like very soon? Yeah, I think 
we're on the right track. Mm -hmm. I think things will move faster than they did prior. Um, I think brands absolutely will want to diversify and um, become more inclusive because that's what the world demands, men, women alike. I mean, everybody just wants to be seen and represented and heard and loved and appreciated and um, and it puts a good vibe out into the world. So what brand doesn't want to be a part of making people happy? You know, mm -hmm. isn't that what they're here for? Um, and I just think nowadays we're in, you know, we're in a space where you, if you're not doing it right, they're going to let you know, they're going to call you out. And like I said, I hope that, you know, brands listen when their consumers talking to them um, because yeah, they're just tired of, you know, it's been a lot the same way for a long time and the future does look bright. And so it's like, let's just stay on this path and be open to each other's um, messages and really like go out on a limb and try some new things. I know it might be scary, but <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it. I've never experienced, um, I've never been a part of or seen even a situation where a brand or a magazine has gone out on a limb, like doing something really cutting edge and it not working. Like it's always met with rave reviews because mm -hmm. women are so excited to see this change because it's, we've been wanting it for so long. Everything's been the same way too long. So I'm just no more overthinking, no more trying to tick the boxes because you feel like you should, it should just be normal. Like mm -hmm. this should just be normal. This isn't, it doesn't need to, you know, sitting down at the table of an advertising firm shouldn't be like, well, What's our one curvy girl? What's our one black girl we're mm. going to use? And what's our one skinny girl we're going to use? It's like, use everybody and then some. Mm. Everyone in between. All the time. And not just for a one-off, like, boost, you know? It's just the way forward. It just has to mirror the world that we live in, plain and simple. I do worry about brands maybe using it, like you said, as, as a, a one-off. Yeah, yeah, I think things like, Aww. for example, sustainability has become a bit of a buzzword. And yeah. I don't want the idea of plus size to be a buzzword because... Brands think they can get loads of PR if they use one girl for one campaign and then... But that's even, you know, there's there's this thing that happened in a couple of fashion weeks is that they would have the curvy model on the runway, but that size is not available to, to buy. Yeah. So that, for me, is, is, is just a disaster. But and I she think knows, though. The girl, yeah. no, like... Oh, does she? Well, no, I mean, like, they... The consumer, like the oh, woman the consumer, they're speaking yes. to, for any, you know... Mm. She can always feel when it's not genuine. And then she'll let you know. <laughs> but but so, yeah, but we are moving in a, in a in the right direction, and and I think that the more we speak of it, the more support we get from the media for it. Um, the more uh, you have just people really being honest with themselves, and I think that's something as well. You find a lot of um, you know curvy women um, who are kind of shying away from the fact that they're curvy. If they just feel just comfortable in their own skin and know that they're not the only ones, suddenly we'll just have a more healthier community where everyone's kind of embracing what that is. And who do you look for for inspiration? Well, I live in New York City, so I feel like I see, I mean, I see everybody all the time from all different walks of life, living, coexisting being fabulous there, you know, you can be stopped in your tracks by a woman whose look is something you would never try, mm. but you can appreciate that she's just really expressing her true self. And you're like, wow, that confidence is something I'm taking away from this. Cause you can just feel that she, you know, she's not afraid to be who she is. And so I just think like keeping your eyes open to just the world in general mm. is 
where you can look to be inspired. And that's why when I, you know, when I always say that like brands or, or media or designers, whoever should, they, they should mirror the world that we live in. That's exactly what I mean. Like you just look around, look around where you are. You're all, it's a melting pot of people all the time and they're not all the same size and they don't all look the same, which means they need to feel represented. They want to just, they want to feel the same joy in like looking through a magazine or looking uh, up at a billboard and be like, oh my gosh, like, wow, she's cool. Mm. Like I really, wow, that she reminds me of me, me. <laughs> or like, that's, oh my gosh, my friend would love that. Instead of just being like, yeah, I don't identify. Mm. I've never identified. This brand doesn't see me. This brand doesn't know me. Um, I just think that, yeah, not, I mean, not to just be like broad, but there's inspiration everywhere. And mm. I, that's why I think it's such an exciting time because everyone is really, um, exploring like their authenticity and being really un- unapologetic about who they are. And so it's sort of like creating this new uprising of just interesting, bold sort of looks and fashion and ideas and voices. And that's something to be inspired by. And mm-hmm. so I just think match it, serve, serve the world, something that reflects them. Yeah. Who are you inspired by? Wow. Um, I don't think I can top that. Yeah, I know. That <laughs> the was... world, Dima, the world. No, but, but honestly, I think um, because it's in its nascency in the Middle East, it's been uh, quite the challenge to get inspired by women from a size positivity perspective. But what's definitely inspiring me across the world are women taking ownership and doing their own thing, whatever it may be, and seeing them progress from like start to finish on how they're advancing. And because social media and the world has become so much smaller, there are people like Candace that I do look at and there are days that I have the worst days and there are women that come to me who want to buy clothes and suddenly I I believe what I say to them even though that day I wasn't feeling so good but they their their insecurities and me supporting them suddenly supports myself which is something that I love giving back suddenly makes you feel 10 times more confident feeling that you're able to help somebody do something or a small change suddenly gives me back 10 times over and and that's what I live for at the moment and I think that with the world changing and more people speaking about it and the the speed at which it's going to move, we are going to be in a much better place a year from now. And we could have the same conversation a year from today. And I think Candace and I can actually list how much change has actually happened. Mm. I look forward to that. Me too. Um, So if there was anything that you could change about the industry or people's perception of body positivity, or if there's a way that you could just like change one thing, what would it be? For me, I I get really wound up by, so the other week, one of our junior assistants upstairs said to me, oh, Millie, you've lost weight. Mm. And she looked at me with these kind of hopeful eyes, like ready for me to go, oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, why do we have to like positively reinforce the idea that losing weight is the only right thing to do? Yeah. Um, like you said, you know, if you want to lose weight, you want to get fit, great. But the way that we have been like programmed to answer those. It's not your life's goal. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, people automatically think it's a compliment. Like, yeah. well, I'm, thank you, but I'm not trying I to lose weight. I did a really weight, so. long post about this once because when I was when I was training for the marathon um, and I everyone knew that I was like, I was a part of this huge undertaking and I was training every single day. My, my life completely changed. Mm. I didn't even go like for the happy hours and things like mm. that. So it's like, I have work to be done. I need to run X amount of miles today. I was fully committed. And friends would see me and know, knowing that I was putting in this work and they would look me up and down, like, as if to say, like, 
oh, but wait, you're not changing. Like not, the body hasn't changed. Like yeah. it's always like, oh my God, you're running a lot, huh? And then a glance, glance. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, these two things <laughs> yeah. are not, they don't live in the same yeah. world necessarily. Like this is not my, that's the last thing on my mind. Mm. The first is like accomplishing this thing and then being strong. And so on one hand, it's like they're constantly, if you are doing something active, it's a bit like, well, let me watch the progress. And then <laughs> for whatever reason, if there is any change in your body, which they want to give you this like high compliment about, mm -hmm. oh man, you've lost weight. So I did get a lot of those. Um, at, well, the funny thing is the post was based around the fact that I was just proving that I've been on training for so long and my body hadn't changed, which means like what changed in, was inside. Like mm -hmm. I was becoming stronger. I was more confident. I was ready to take this on. Like I felt invincible, but my body wasn't any different. Where on the flip side where I had lost weight in the past, that was always mirrored entirely by something semi-detrimental in my life. And here you are like crumbling, like, you know, a relationship crumbling, moving apartments, family issues, whatever. And then you've got someone being like, oh my God, you've lost weight. Like mm -hmm. it's the most... Um, exciting thing that could ever happen to you when on the backhand of that, your life is crumbling. And so it's like, when you really think about it, it's not, it, your whole life isn't based around this moment. Mm. It's it's not based around, you're just, your worth and your existence isn't based around losing a few dress sizes and then someone even noticing and then making you feel like they think that that made your day. And really, like, <laughs> yeah. this is the worst time of your life, but they don't know that because mm. they think, but look at you. Mm. You finally are back down to the size you were in high school. Mm. And you're like, no, I'm the unhappiest I've ever been. But that's the thing. No one's putting them together. Mm. They think, they actually think that if you're skinny, you're happy. And if you're big, you're unhappy. Mm. So this all, we got to just start from scratch. It's a mess. Yeah. That we can't almost get ourselves out of because things are so trained around the weight conversation. Like I even agree. magazines on one hand will be like self-care and body positivity. And on the flip side, it's like lose. Here's how you can lose yeah. 10 pounds in yeah. two weeks. Mm. So we're just, I don't know, we're just preconditioned this way, which means the conversations are incredibly vital to just sort of like retrain your, just retrain the way you speak to yourself and other mm. people too, because body's not a topic for anyone, maybe but yourself. Like you, you don't, comment on someone else's body in any way shape or form mm. i think agreed but i think you know in terms of changing something in the industry i'm really dying to see um something in 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 movies and in programs and in series where the actual heroine and is not the most beautiful mm. stunning you know uh, like uh, size zero person and and more of that in terms of the reality of life is that the aspirational things that we look at on a daily basis, it being Netflix or going to the movies as an example, is not always going to be that same kind of look and feel where you can aspire to be so much more regardless of your shape or size. And that should resonate in so much of the media and the public eye and and, and films and people that, you know, actresses and, and all sorts. And obviously, yeah, there is a very, very tiny movement in that regard, but they're taken more on a comedic level. They're not actually taken as a serious kind of, you know, moment yeah. in, in, in the world of, of, of film. Actors and actresses, whether we like it or not, we all know they're kind of the the sub messaging that really drives home everything that we do on a daily basis. And that would be really refreshing to see. And that'll pave the way of even the younger generation looking at this and thinking, oh my God, she's beautiful. Oh my yeah. God, wow. Well, it's just like tiny thing, like the tiniest little statement, which can 
throw off your whole mm-hmm. um, thought process about your own body. It's like, you know, because Hollywood has been so notorious, obviously, for, you know, women are like, I haven't eaten in years. Mm-hmm. Or like, what about when they're on the red carpet and award show? And it's like, what are you most looking forward to? You know, completely disregarding like maybe like this is the biggest moment of her life. She could win an award tonight. And all, and sometimes you hear a woman say like, I can't wait to eat a burger when yeah, this is done. I've and it's that. like, <laughs> because look at what she had to go through yeah. potentially to even get to this night so that the dress fit so that she felt because there's an expectation about what her body's going to look like tonight. When, why can't we just celebrate mm. why she's there in the first place? Cause she's extremely talented and mm. she did an amazing job in this role and it's just these little things you hear over and over and over again, like the you know the same way, you know your I remember comments that my mom made about her body when I was a kid, or the way that like in the you know on set sometimes in the fashion industry, people often ask like, is the dessert worth it? Is it worth it? Should mm-hmm. I have it? And it's like, it's always worth, worth it. what? <laughs> yeah. like, worth what? What's gonna happen afterwards? Yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? It's like there's just so much. There's just so many nuances and sort of the things that were just fly off of our tongue that can stay with you. And really sort of mm. send you down the wrong path, I think. Do you ever have bad days? Oh, of course. Of course. Human. Oh yeah, God, yes. absolutely. I feel like it's it's a topic that I'm so passionate about. And I, I really feel like I've got my head around it now. And I notice when things are wrong and when people say things that I don't agree with. But there are those days where... And it's hard when you work in the fashion industry as well, because... You know, you're like you said, you'll be sitting around a table at an event, a dinner event, or, you know, the girls in the office or something. Everyone will be talking about trying to lose weight for summer and trying to do this and da-da. And when everyone's talking about it around you, you think, am I wrong? Like, <laughs> should I be doing that? Like, why am I the only person that doesn't feel that way? I know. And I then know. you start sort of questioning everything. And you're like, should I be more conscious of this? Yeah. Should I be, should I be making changes? Yeah. No, it's completely normal and human. And, like, for me, my thing is, like, it's such an easy little trigger is that like, I've never had a flat stomach in my whole life. Mm. Never. Like, it's just, I don't know what like a crop top life is like. I don't know. Like, it's just something I've always, I would say struggled with because that means I don't necessarily love my stomach all the time. That's Mm. just being incredibly honest. So I think that it's clear that in the way that I dress myself, that's not ever, um, I dress myself in a way that that is not a focus, Mm. you know, like the, the blouses are looser and there's not a lot of bodycon dresses because it's something I'm extremely self-conscious about. Or there's days where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling cute. Yeah, the stomach's still not flat, but it's not like something that I'm zeroed in on right now. Mm. So, I mean, I just think that's that's an everyday, that's a woman's life no matter what. I think no matter yeah. what her size is, for I sure. I think men don't have great days too, That's true. The Bless them. Nobody's speaking general, on their yeah, I know. <laughs> Honestly, I, I mean, we all have bad days and we can have bad days from different things and it could start with something emotional that becomes physical and then it turns into whatever it turns into. And, and you know, the whole the whole movement about size positivity is that if you're positive about yourself 80% of the time, success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's only normal that you can't be all yeah. the time. Great. Yeah. You know, you have bad hair days. I think I'm having one right now. But anyway, you know, <laughs> everyone's got something. Yeah. It looks great. <laughs> it's, it's, you, you, everybody's got something. But if you're okay 80% of the time, I think we've done a good job of yeah. being ourselves. So we are here to talk about fashion at the end of the day. Yeah. So I, I want to end on a slightly different note. <laughs> what are some of our favorite trends we're looking forward to for spring, summer? Ooh, color. 
color. I'm turning over a new leaf. Candace <laughs> is wearing color. Yes, she is. Goodbye, New York, and all your black clothing. Um, no, I love how bright everything got. It's yeah. really like it's neon just levels fun. of bright. Yeah, I'm totally okay. open to it. Love it. Ready. I'm even debating wearing one tonight. Yeah, I'm going to wear a lot of color tonight. Amazing. Um, dinner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you get in a rut. Also, frankly, like sometimes you didn't really have a choice. And so it's just the old black skinny jeans and t-shirt it yeah, is, you know. Yeah. And now that the world has opened up to possibility and um, there's a lot to play with that I feel like it's time. Mm. It's definitely time. I'm all about the bling, as you know. <laughs> I'm going to reinforce that again this summer. Also. <laughs> Guys, it's still here. Bling. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Um, a little bit of metallic and then definitely Ooh. this boho chic look thing. Yeah. I want to do this. Yes, yeah, so you love some metallics. I really you? do. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think whatever mood I'm in, it just makes me glow. I just love it. I so love. there's a lot of it's that fab. coming this summer. I, I think, think I'm going to go boho this season yeah, yeah. too. Boho chic. I mean, I'm doing that today. Also, yeah, my husband it. already wrote me from the other side of the world saying, I love that dress. Aww. And I was like, I knew you would. And I was like, if I smelled like patchouli, you'd love it even more. And he's like, you're right. You should be barefoot twirling around. So like, it's obviously a success from yeah. across the world. So we're going boho, boho and brights. That sounds fun. Yeah. I'm it. excited for the season. Well, well I'm going to be stalking you both on Instagram then so to, hold us to, to see it, more please. of this. Yeah. I'll be commenting yeah. like him. But this isn't very bad. Kendra, yeah. don't fall back on your ways now, yeah. girl. We've got it recorded now, let's prove. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, sure. guys, thank you so much for joining me. Um, we could literally talk about this mm -hmm. until we're blue in the face. I, I mean, conversation. Yeah, mine too. Um, and I think it's really important to keep the narrative alive and keep the spark going and get people thinking and talking. And Yeah, every conversation no matter how long or short, is a vital one. Mm -hmm. And thank you for doing this with yeah, us. Thank really, you. it means a lot to us. Well, it was you that put it all together, really. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, guys. Thank and you. Um, come back next time you're in Dubai so yes. we can see how everything's yes. changed. Yeah, look, let's have, we'll, we'll put it in schedule now a year from now. Yeah. Watch the mark. mark date, words, and yeah. then yeah. we come back and we can just laugh and say, like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, look. We told you. Above and beyond, <laughs> more than we could have ever imagined. Look yeah. how great. Yeah. And I, I'm, yeah, that's a future I look forward to. It sounds Indeed. great. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you again for listening. If you want to hear more from Elizabeth and I, then make sure you subscribe to this podcast as well as rate, review and share it. And we'll see you again next week.